lovely. I never imagined you'd show up looking like this. It's common knowledge that all the Meisters are men. I'm merely following our tactical forecaster's orders. Excuse me. I know you from Japan. It's Louise Halavi, Setsuna F. Sei. You remember me? <laughs> That's because it's such an uncommon name. Were you the one who sent me Jenny Regetta to see me? Oh no. I'm also being tossed hither and yon in his little games. I heard you're the one who's attempting to carry out Eolia Shenberg's plan. You don't believe it? If you wish, I can return them to you right now. Your access rights to Veda. <laughs> access rights? You're saying you actually have control of them? Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given double O a try. My name is Jeremy. I have genetic code 0989. I'm one off from Bingo. I'm Tyler. <laughs> I'll wake up eventually. My name is Zach. Today we are watching episode 33 of Gundam Double O, episode 8 of part 2 of Gundam Double O, Twistedness of Innocence. Which really sounds like something that Sasuno would say to Marina while breaking into her bedroom at night. That is one <laughs> hell of a title. It sure is. Yeah. We were kind of talking about this off the mics, but I was planning to say this even before we were talking about, I think this might be the best written episode of Gundam Double O. Like, in terms of tension, in terms of what's going on, in terms of pivoting on the plot, I think it's really, really good. Okay, uh, that that's all fair. I just, when I first watched this, I was like, this feels like an exposition dump. Yeah, and there there was enough changing the stakes of the plot in this episode that it didn't feel that way to me but i also feel like it's not as good as a tension setting episode that we as we ever got in seed so that's well, kind of setting its own tension right it, it is but i don't it's feel just like not a fight scene yeah i just we get some more unexpected character interactions in this episode which are cool i like the sort of set piece that it has it is weird that we get two non-fight episodes in a row, right? Like, we had a fight at the beginning of last episode. But, like, but only barely. Yeah, and, like, the tension for that got completely cut out, I feel like. But this episode, like, from the beginning, it's actually pretty tense through a lot of it. Yeah, it does have a weird thing, whereas if you missed the post credit scene last week, you're just like, how did Tiaria get here, and who is this? But Wait, why is Tiaria here, and why is Tiaria also in a dress? Uh, to be fair, we had that episode, we had that episode last question. To be fair, we had that question last episode, too. Which is, why is Tyria on this beach? Yeah. Why, why is, is Tyria outside of his Gundam on this beach? Why is Tyria on a beach? To hug the beach. To roll around on the beach. Now, did that did that land for anyone? No, I knew where you were going. I, I saw Jeremy got it. I don't think Zach got it, which is fine. I, I feel like he's on a cliff, so the uh, climbing a mountain is right there. Yeah. He's more where I am. Yeah, that's fair. I should have done that instead. Oh, anyway. So Soma is now on, is now Mary, and she's now on Team Terrorist, who are the good guys. She's a terrorist. Well, 
Does she actually do any terror? We don't know. That, yeah, and my argument is probably not, because that was the promise that Alleluia made to Sergei. And Sir, we all know that men get to decide what women are allowed yep. to do. Sir, I will not make your daughter do a terrorism. <laughs> unless she really wants to. Unless that's her kink. <laughs> Mary seems so vanilla. Well, I guess we'll never know, but... Soma, on the other hand, seems too innocent. Soma was into some bonded shit, you know that. No, I just had the thought of if Alleluia and Soma get together, or Mari get together, does that count as a threesome? No. It counts as a two and a half sum. I'll give you two and a half. Best I can do. <laughs> oh, also, Azedistan burned, and now it's not a country anymore. Ali al such has let the concept of Azedistan on fire, which is why it was all burning. <laughs> you guessed right, Kruger's punk. <laughs> I'm so I'm never going to forget that, and like it's, it's it never comes up. I'm I, so I, confused. In my memories of Gundam Seed, before we did like the whole rewatch, I felt like there were a lot of just like open communications, talking to each other, like, "Hey, could they have heard that?" But when we actually went through it with a fine tooth comb, like everything they say makes sense, whether they are talking or not, right? Yep. And Double O is mostly good about that too. That's just so blatant and different that it feels like they forgot the rules for a second, and where they, they were no just talking fr- to each other. Yeah, and then they had no further interaction with him do they even uh, like, I was like they apparently like just I'm turned so- around and ran away and he's just like all right bye i just i maybe maybe he was talking to some other kurgis punk he did train a lot of kurgis punks <laughs> yeah maybe he just murdered he was like going over the house of somebody that he used to be in his army that he knew escaped it's like that's right kurgis punk and then says it's like my asshole sense is tingling we, we gotta <laughs> flip a yui is he part of the a-laws right now I don't think so. I think he is. I think he is specifically he's a separate but equal ribbons. branch of government under Ribbons Hallmark. I okay. Think. So he, he's working for Shadow A laws. Yeah. He is an equal but equally genocidal member of the Shadow government set up by a Ribbons Hallmark. Which is really too bad because you think he'd fit right in. <laughs> no, but the thing is, he, he doesn't structures. want to be. Yeah, he, he just hates has, needs to get a license. Yeah, but the government's not going to give anybody any... They're not going to give another person that same license unless he gets a really stupid alter ego and mask. So, okay, so the MI6 gives out a license to kill. The A-Laws give out a license of Bushido. And <laughs> Ribbons Omar gives out a license of genocide. And <laughs> those are the three stages of license. Anyway, at the end of the last episode, Tiara saw a guy who looked kind of like him. And that guy was like, we have the same DNA. And Tiara's like, you're an innovator. Is, which is weird. I always read this character as female. Me too. So, And they have female voice actors in both the Japanese and English. I think it is a thing of the innovators are weird on gender, and that's purposeful. Like Slack said in our Discord, gender is sort of one of Tiaria's themes, except for, as I have said, I really don't think it is. I think identity is, and so they want to play with that. But as we see in this episode, Tiaria has no attachment to his gender construct at all. But a lot of attachment to his DNA. <laughs> Tiaria has not gotten to do a whole lot in the second season, but I do like Tiaria a lot more as a person in the second season. It's weird because he's had a lot of emotional beats, right? But he yeah. hasn't had a lot of active do things beats, right? But really, who has? Like, Setsu is not a fair bet. Alleluia did the thing last week. Technically. He, he, and, and I guess Sumeragi. We spend a lot of time with Sumeragi. Huh? That is fair. I feel like one of the reasons why we spend a lot of time with Sumeragi is because in the first season we didn't spend very much time with Sumeragi. Whereas we spent a lot of time with the Gundam pilots. Yeah. I thought it was because Sumeragi seemed like she had her shit together in the first season, and it turns out she was barely coping like most adults. Um, 
So we're going to go watch episode 33, Twistedness of Innocence. You can Google that, and I'm sure it's the only thing that'll come up is this episode, because that's not a phrase any human has used. Either or that or a Bond episode or a Bond movie of some kind. But if it's, it's a future Bond movie from the year 3000. We open with Tiaria being like, why do you look like me? And again, we get it from last week, where Regina is like, because we have the same DNA. And Tiaria's like, that's impossible. You told me you killed him. And they're like, yes, I'm an innovator. Regina Regetta. I got the least dumb name I could. <laughs> Why do you think they all have these really stupid names? Um, because Gundam. Because Elia Shehenberg had to come up with them all, and he's not a very good DM. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, wait. Did, did, okay. Is this actually part of Elia Shehenberg's plan? Because R- Regina... Regi- uh, Regina it? Regetta. Regina Regetta. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, says that it's part of Aeolia's plan and I read it as definitely not because everyone's working for Ribbons and Ribbons is a dick. I think innovators were part of his okay. plan. The, the, I think are that they sp- doing specifically part of the plan? Probably not, but Tiaria is also an innovator. An innovator. Yeah. So clearly it's to some degree they were. Okay. I think how much can we take Regina's word and Ribbons' word for this is questionable but Ribbons even says later, yeah, no, this was not my plan. Regina's just doing their thing. So I think that makes them a third narrator. And are they more or less reliable than Ribbons? That's questionable. But why would they make up this BS? Yeah, my... Okay, given that, I think my take on it is mostly they are following Aeolia Shinberg's plan, except Ribbons is at the head of everything, which was not part of the plan. Yes. Ribbons was like, I want to profit from this. Well, I, I shouldn't say yes, because I know some of what's going on. And I'm also not entirely sold that Celestial Being was supposed to be wiped out. Oh, no, almost definitely not, right? I feel like Celestial Being was actually supposed to kind of take up the slot the A-Laws are in right now. Kind of an enforcement agency at that point. I could see that, or maybe being like the hub for the innovators. I don't know. Who knows? It's an old dead guy who wore a monocle. He wasn't even wearing a monocle in his cryo chamber. And I feel like it... I think it's also kind of addressed that he kind of had this great idea and got hung up on part one, and then part two and part three are kind of like just question marks. (laughs) Part four, profit for all humanity. So anyway, Regina telepathies at Tiaria. He's like, his voice is in my head. And Regina's like, yes, quantum brainwaves. With GN particles. That's activated by GN particles. That's how we talk to Veda. You remember talking to Veda, right? That was a thing you could do. Too bad you don't have a Veda anymore. Also, we don't age, thanks to nanomachines. And we are essential to Aeolia Schoenberg's plan. Does that mean Tiaria's been around for the couple hundred years? I don't think so, but it's possible, certainly. It opens it up as a possibility, but I don't think it's true. I think Tiaria might actually, this is me speculating 100%. If anything, I think he's younger than he appears. That would actually track a lot with his behavior also. And Regina's like, hey, don't tell me you didn't know there were others like you. I guess Veda put limits on what you could access because you're a Gundam Meister. Checks and balances are some nonsense. Well, I guess it would make a certain amount of sense to not let him access everything just in case he was captured. Yeah. And then Regina's like, anyway, check this. Stage one of his plan was to use Celestial Being to end war. Stage two was to use the Alos to unite all of mankind. Yet your genocidal tendencies seem to be doing a great thing for that. Hey, if you kill every... Zach, you're the one who said if you kill everybody on the other side, you win. I said if you kill everybody who disagrees with you. Yeah, and the A-laws are doing you proud, buddy. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything about genocide. I just said <laughs> don't leave anybody left to get revenge. 
Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> genocide implies, like, some sort of group of people who have a common identity. And, and that's I, a common identity is, I disagree with this. Anyway, stage three is to push humanity into outer space and prepare them for the dialogues to come. With the space whales. I don't know if you remember this, Tyler, but on an earlier episode, you speculated Alias Shahenberg was just really into Star Trek. Yep. <laughs> it just tracks so well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Regina walks right up to Tiaria, pointing a gun at them, not shooting, and is like, anyway, that's the plan. Join me, brother. That's basically what he's doing here. He's like, we who have uh, better genes than humans need to guide them into space because they're like frail and squishy and they need our help. Hang on. I think I've seen this one before. Then we cut the ribbons all mark. Who's like, God damn it. Why did everybody betray me? The way he phrases it makes me kind of laugh because it's just honestly, that was unnecessary. I I feel (laughs) I don't think he actually does this, but I have this impression that ribbons puts his hands to his temples when that (laughs) happens. It's like. Uh, I got a tension headache from this. (laughs) God damn it. So we cut inside the Ptolemaeus after the opening sequence. And Ian's like, damn, hallelujah, banging up his machine after Setsuna. And what's with him bringing a girl back? You don't see me bringing my wife here. (laughs) Why would he bring a girlfriend back here? And Saji's like, I had a girlfriend once. (laughs) I wish I could bring my girlfriend here. I was a cool Chad like you until I took (laughs) my girlfriend's arm fell off to the knee. And then his horror, his his personal like horror assistant is like, "You feeling lonely, boy?" And so she's like, "Yeah, I guess I do have this ring of sadness that I've been wearing this entire time." What kind of stat buff do you think that gives him? Plus one to sad. Uh, I was gonna say plus one to uh willpower and, checks and, and plus two to flashbacks with Louise in them. Well, given how many random scenes they were in together in the first season, that might actually be important. So we kept up to the bridge where Felt and Marina are talking with Lasse about if it's a good idea to let Soma Pierce slash Murray on the ship. No, it's, it's not Murray. It's it's not uh, Milena. It's Sumeragi, Felt, and Lasse are on the bridge. Milena's not here. Ah. And Sumeragi's like, it's fine. We ran a check on her. It, I'm pretty sure Hallelujah needs her. I think so. we're about to find out where Milena actually is right now. Yep. Cut to the conference room. Where Mari and Aulia are enjoying some coffees. Where Milena walks in to be like, hey, excuse but, me, but are you two lovers? Yeah, just kind of popping out of nowhere. <laughs> and they both blush and blink at her. And she's like, ha ha, I did it. Female intuition. One two for two. I was like, one out of two ain't bad. Um, I love and then how, I love how she jumps back and the door just closes. I also love how serious she looks when she first pops in. She's like, this is a very important question. Well, I, she's 14. This is such a good callback. <laughs> I kind of wish she did it more, but... <laughs> like, every time one of the Gundam pilots brings back a female character... Yeah. I want her to pop in on Saji and Haro. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Lockon's room, where he has just got a text from Klaus saying they got away safe. But a Zetistan burned down, so that sucks. And Setson is doing a Google, and I was like, ah, oh, a Zetistan b- burned down. That sucks. It's been dissolved. I bet Marina's pretty upset. It's gotta suck for her. Cut to Marina being pretty upset. (laughs) On a couch. And the kids are like, I think you owned this couch. I didn't even notice which one it was. Was it my terrible black one? (laughs) Yes, I believe it is is your old... No, no, this is nowhere near as poofy. That's fair. I was gonna say, which has now been replaced with a shelf full of... Liquor? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna try to quantify it in some manner. Dozens, literally dozens of bottles of Ed's alcohol. <laughs> so the kids come in and are like, Be happier, Morena, we'll give you a candy. And she's like, Ah, oh, human contact. Thank you, children. 
It's like, I don't understand what's going on, but we hope you feel better. Well, apparently, like, Cateron put her in, like, this storage closet, and then they just kind of like, all right, wait here, and then someone just forgot she was in there. Cut to Tiara on the brooding deck, looking out of the ocean and brooding. And Tiara is like, maybe I should just join them, because I am literally designed for it. I think he's currently struggling with that. It's the, the whole identity, like his identity, according to this Regina, is saying that he should be with them. But he doesn't want to do that because he's accumulated enough of his own personality that he wants to be where he is right now. Anyway, I should have a flashback to more of our talk. And Regina being like, you should join us. And he's like, are you saying the ALAs are good? And they're like, well, reform is never painless. You can't make an omelet without doing a few genocides. And celestial being are now obstacles for Aeolia's plans. You and I were created for the sake of the plan. So you should join us. The moon is fucking huge yeah, in that shot. It's Ray Ayanami sized. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's innovators. <laughs> anyway, Regina was like, join me. And I don't know. Let's guide humanity. Gotta do better than Rivens. <laughs> I mean, have you seen that guy? He's a dick. Okay, so, yeah, okay. So that's actually something I wanted to bring up, is that Regina actually seems to be kind of antipathic towards Ribbons, like, just generally not... Eh, there might be a little bit of corrupted code in there, and they're all kind of working against each other, and each one wants to be on top. I say they do not seem to be a huge fan of Ribbons, although they are helping Ribbons out anyway. Yes. So, that is my take on it. I actually kind of wonder what would have happened if Tiare had joined. Because as we see, cool uncle lock-on number one (laughs) says, no! Lock-on OG. Yeah. The ghost of lock-on past. (laughs) Anyway, Regina's like, no need to answer now. You can brood about it some and betray your friends at a dramatic timing. You and I are always connected via telepathy because we have the same DNA. It's like that one thing in Star Wars. Hear me out. Okay, so lock-on past only had one eye. Lock-on present has two eyes. Lock on future has three eyes, right? I was, I was going to say no eyes. He's just blind. He's got the monk blindfold. Oh, he yeah. just like has a horror in front of his face. No, you know why Regina and Thierry are connected? It's because they always come in pairs like walkie talkies. So they can talk to each other over a distance. <laughs> walkie talkies do not always come in pairs. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna, I saw what you're going for. But... All the walkie talkies I've always seen have come in pairs. But then again, I've always, the only ones I've ever paid attention to are the little, like, toy ones. Yeah, so most of them have, like, a dial where you just, like, are on the same channel. Yep. I have a laser tag set that works that way. Me too. So Tiara is about to decide that Regina was right. When the ghost of Lock-On Past is like, don't put yourself in a box, man. Just do it. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) this is such a weird shot because, like... Tiara turns around and is like apparently staring off into space while we're seeing in the in the, like the window of the brooding deck of old Lockon talking to him. Holy uh, crap! I want to do an abridged series of this just so that I can put the Shia LaBeouf speech right here. <laughs> well, I assume that Tiara is literally seeing him in this mirror, and he has turned to see if Lockon is really there. Yeah, because he does turn around at the end of the scene, and Lockon's like. Old Nattyolia gave us the Gundams, right? And he was like, hey, I hope you guys are cool. Remember how the whole plan went bust last time? That still applies. So And the Trans Am. Yep. Cut to Hallelujah and Mary just giggling at each other's dumb jokes while they walk through the hall when a wild felt appears. Just being standing a, just in the hallway. In Yondari mode. And Hallelujah's like, hey, sup? I haven't introduced you to my girlfriend yet. Have I felt? And Felt's like, I know all about her. She killed my parents, and by my parents I mean 
my lock on. Well, and Christina and Lichty <laughs> and Dr. Moreno. She was not responsible for any of those. No. Also, I thought for some reason you're going to say Dr. Mario, and it's <laughs> really funny to me. He, he would have been a, a more relevant character than Dr. Moreno. <laughs> so anyway, it felt like Soma Pierce. She was fighting against us four years ago when Lock-On died. Also, Dr. Moreno. Remember him? I don't really, but I feel like I should be sad about it. And Christina and Lickley, like Zach said. He's even the last one she mentions. I know. <laughs> three. And now and Hallelujah's like, now hold on a minute. Who is Dr. Moreno? <laughs> And Felt turns around to Huff, being like, I don't know, the bowl cut guy. Anyway, I'm leaving. <laughs> I just had to say something. Sorry, bye. I want to go die now. This was I thought this was going to be cool and dramatic, and now I realize I'm just being a bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Marie's like, that was weird. Is everyone here like that? <laughs> no, he's like, no, Setson is worse. <laughs> is everybody here on this ship so weird? I mean, we had the girl who popped in, asked if we were lovers, and then left. Wow, yeah, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> Marie's time on the ship must be ha- wild so far. I was going to say this. Do you think is- she's met mom yet? Uh, probably. I was gonna okay, say- now, secondary question to that. Okay. Was mom sober? Yes. She seems to be good. She seems to be being good about that. She, she seems to be having a coma hangover, so I don't imagine she wants to drink right now. Also, this used to be Tierra's Hall of Brooding, so it's now turned into just like the general Hall of Brooding. Tierra gave it up, so now it's up for grabs. Sally's like, sorry, Marie. To felt all the members of this ship are her family, so... And then we, while he's saying this, we see felt like, kind of... Breaking down in an elevator. Yeah, I was not joking about her running off in anxiety and realizing, oh no, I thought that was going to be cool and help me at all, and now I just feel like the biggest asshole who has ever lived. I feel even worse. That is basically the exact scene that they're about to have, too, so. Anyway, cut to Soma Pierce ahead that's just on the ship now with Cotty brooding over it. Presumably they went and fetched it. And she's like, the colonel himself reported her death, but it seems fishy to me. And then Luis comes up and is like, excuse me, ma'am. I can I have how- it? <laughs> I learned can how I to have? salute and be respectful from Soma Pyrrhus. So can I have her mobile suit? I did call dibs. I liked it. Can I have this custom machine? I have a name and everything. And Caddy's like, that, that's not how that works. I'm the only one apparently in this entire <laughs> series who cares at all about the military chain of command or rational thought. And Luis is like, I have to take revenge for the lieutenant. She spoke to me once. And Cotty is like, no! And Major Rint is like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be in joint command? Yes. Couldn't Cotty just be like, I disagree, no? But I mean, what's their in conflict theory, resolution? Remember, to- <laughs> remember the other side of this, Tyler? Major Rint says, I don't see a problem, and Cotty should just reply with, I outrank you. No! <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Yes. Major Rint is about to bring in leverage over Cotty. And he's like, anyway, I'll personally recommend that General Goodman approves your request. Arturo Bueno Hombre. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, anyway, in exchange, you can do me a favor. And by a favor, I mean this mission you have to do. It's your job. You have to go to a party. And she's like, could I do anything else? And he's like, do you want the cool mobile suit? Anyway, take that strapping young Smirnov lad as your escort. He's mega into you. And she's like, can I take anyone else? <laughs> like Soma. Soma is dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can I take the colonel? I mean, I'd actually, I would enjoy watching Sergei, or an uncomfortable Sergei putting on a tuxedo scene. <laughs> I think that would be entertaining. I mean, that wasn't what I meant. I was thinking more of Cotty. 
Oh, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. So, I was just thinking, I even take Mr. Bushi, though. He's creepy, <laughs> but he's, at least he's not creepy like that. <laughs> and, and if somebody tried to get handsy with me, I'm pretty sure he would materialize a katana <laughs> and take off their hand. Even which if would he be was intense and too much, but. Even if he was brooding in a corner, like previously, he just, like you said, materialized. I could leave him with Billy and they'd play together. I'm just imagining Mr. Bushido going to a bar and people being like, I don't know, you look a little young. He's like, I have the license. Did did I mention, I don't remember if I mentioned up front my joke about how uh, another point in the good writing in this episode is Mr. Bushido isn't in it. I know I said it off the mics. I don't remember if I said it (laughs) You did not say it on the mics yet, yeah. But uh, so here we have Cotty replying of, you do realize that sending out two of our mobile suit pods of most of our other pods are dead will do to our forces right now. And Rin's like, I have arranged substitute pilots. Everybody loves a substitute. They'll just watch the movies of the mobile suit. Yeah, combat. I mean, but that's going to be even worse because they won't even have names, even if they're bringing in a more advanced machine than the ahead. I think they all have names. We don't know they have names yet. Anyway, as Zach said, they're bringing in new, better mobile suits than the ahead. So we can give the ahead to Luis. Um, they're called the Beyonds. Also, I brought your boy toy. <laughs> I, I love this scene so much. So we cut to three mobile suits, a Jinx and a head, and a new model landing. And out of the new model comes our perfect boy, Patrick Collis. No, this isn't no. Patrick Collis. Uh, right. I had the same thought. I'm like, oh, this new model must be flown by Patrick well, yeah, Collis. No, because uh, Rinch said it's piloted by someone you used to know. I'm like, ooh, Collisar, and it's like, no, it's some purple. Collisar has no. the ahead. This is Revive Revival. Yep. I didn't recognize him outside of his dumb... <laughs> well, that's because he, we haven't actually met Revive Revival yet. Yeah, so she's like, that must be the new model. And then she hears our boy, Patrick Collisar, yelling to her. And she goes, oh, no, it's him. Okay, so at this point, I assume they have broken up. Yeah, it reads very much that way, and I think that's intentional, but it's like, oh no, I can't protect my idiot from all of these vultures. Well, like, when, they, when they're talking in person, it really gives more of that like, feeling of, like, it's not so much that they've broken up so much as, oh damn it, this I can't believe my idiot is here. There's one scene in particular where Cotty is like... Trying to be mad at him? Yeah, but smirking anyway. Like, she's clearly fond of him, so... Well, he's such a... Dope. I can't believe I hated Colossar at any point. Like, he is so amazing. I love Colossar. Yeah, have we talked on air about how he just perfectly threads, like, the confidence and, like, he's confident, but in that way, like, he's buffing up his resume. He's not, like, arrogant about it. He's just like, yeah, I've I've fought Gundam seven times and never died. That's technically true. <laughs> it's technically better than basically anybody else who's gone up against them. So we cut to the Ptolemaeus briefing room where they're watching the news about reorganizing the Middle East. Felt is not here. Everybody else... Mary isn't here either. Or Ian or Saji. Yeah, so we see this, like, press conference of basically this press lady bullshitting everybody. Here's how we're going to justify taking over the world. It's to protect space. And uh, (laughs) Lock-On is like, this is bullshit. And Sumeragi's like, yeah, but they'll probably buy it. Standards of living are going up greatly, so everyone's probably going to be like, this sounds fine. It's not going to affect them. It's not like they're being unjustly arrested and thrown into jail because they happen to be standing next to a guy who's a member of Catheron. Yeah, we kept that guy on our ship so he couldn't tell anybody. To be fair, if he had tried to go tell someone, Alaz probably would have just arrested him or shot him. Yeah, and his journalist sister, who he could have told is dead, so... Do you think he might have any contacts within her old uh Surely he could call her boss, place? right? Because they seem to be on met. A, yeah. They seem to be like on decent, decent terms? terms when he was like, sorry, your sister died. 
So Setson is like, this isn't how the world was meant to be. Which is why we're going to fight. I'm giving orders. Let's do this. And Tiara is like, ah, oh, but this is part of Aelisha Henberg's plan. And he's about to say something about it, but then decides not to. Yes, he sets in his on, or not sets in, a felt is on the brooding deck. Aulia comes up and is like, hey, sorry for forcing you to meet my girlfriend. And felt like, I'm a terrible person, aren't I? I've gotten enough to be this self-aware that that, that was horrible. I'm a horrible person for that. I honestly, like, it's weird to me because I feel like it was weird for Aulia to come apologize right now because I... I don't know. This entire situation is weird to me. This is not how I would have responded on either part. Being on kind of either side of this, I have done similar things. Like when I snapped at somebody at work, I went and apologized. And then like when someone was really frustrated and I said something, I went and apologized later. So like it's not quite the same thing, but I've definitely been there. So both of these characters are Zach, and I'm yes. not sure how that changes our series. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Zach is a very nuanced individual. When he's not just a simmering ball of rage, he's usually tired. So is like, it's fine. We're family. It's the SS Olive Garden, right? Cut to Cotty being like, you fucking idiot. I told you not to join the ALOS. And Callister's like, I volunteered for the ALOS myself, ma'am. And she's like, God damn it. That's exactly what I told you not to do. He's like, but I want to protect you, Colonel. And she's just like, I'm going to ignore that. If you stay here, you're going to have to find the Gundams and you will end up dead. And he, here's where he's like, yeah, uh, excuse me, ma'am, I've survived seven battles with the Gundams. Can you point to another man who has survived seven battles with the Gundams? He's like, Sergei Smirnov, another man, Mr. Bushido. Is he a man or is he just a cartoon now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, like, Colossar has gone up against them seven times and come back. Yes. He's even earned the nickname Colossar the Indestructible. And Cody's like, you know they're making fun of you, right? And he's like, yeah. But she just has this, like, uh, you're entirely hopeless. And it, she kind of has this expression that's like, yeah, this he's useless and hopeless, but I'm glad he's here anyway. Yeah. Because, like, you look around, man, she's been surrounded by massive dicks this entire time besides Louise. And Soma, who's now dead. Yes. So Ian's like, all right, I did all the repairs. And also, my wife emailed me and two of our new support mecha are done. So anyway, I want to go to space and tune him up. And Subaragi's like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Maleta, can you just do your dad's job while he's gone? And she's like, yeah, I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, Saji is also here to help, I, I was going to say, I feel like Saji would be the better person to take over yeah, on that. Yeah, but he's not but... officially a member of, of Celestial Being. So and we're I guess, letting a 14-year-old supervise it. I mean, I get the feeling that Milena has been helping Ian with this stuff since she was a little girl. Like, this is actually where her expertise lies, because she's been working with these Gundams since she was, like, six. Uh, so they get an email from Chun-Li. It's been a while since they got one of those. And she's like, guys, I got invitations to the ALA's birthday party. And there are going to be some bigwigs that have never shown their faces in public here. Terry is immediately like, I volunteer for tribute. <laughs> yeah. Let me go. Let me go. I want to see the enemy with my own eyes. And Blaster's like, yeah, they probably know who we are, though. Our identity is public record, maybe. I don't know. And Setsuna's like, I'll back him up. And, <laughs> and Sumeragi's like, well, if the leader says that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. But, but you have to follow my exact orders. It involves that one thing for Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Turn a Gundam, dude. Cut to Chun-Li, who's like, hey, Regina, did I get a, do a good job sending that email? And Regina's like, yes, beautifully done. Ha ha. Let me twirl this mustache I don't have. I was just thinking that. 
then we don't get an iCatch. Hello, and thank you for joining us in the very end of May for Season 2, Episode 8 of Gundam 00. I don't think I actually have anything to plug, except, hey, I have a Terraria server up. We're in the Crimson. We had our game day this last Sunday, the 29th-ish? I think it was the 29th. A fun time was had by all, except Zach. If you feel like joining us, the server is in standalone mode, and the details are in the Game Night channel of our Discord. I plan on playing it a little bit more, and hey, I might even get some random other people that y'all have never met to join. So that'd be fun. Okay, I think that's all I got. Let, let's get back to the episode. Away! Got the felt going to Mari to apologize. Sorry, my emotions got the best of me. And Mari's like, no, that's all right. I would feel awkward if at least one person on the ship didn't hate me. And felt like, anyway, speaking of awkward, goodbye. And Mari's like, is right. Your character arc is that you treasure everyone on this ship, isn't it? And felt like, yeah, they're family. It's a very weird family, and our dad died last time around, but mom's still here and not currently sauced. And pretty but... Uncle Ian, <laughs> and cousin Melena, and... Nakama. Cut to Ian, who's on the train. And Ian's like, once we get the o- once the O-Razor is mass-produced, we'll put an end to the A-Laws in no time. In fact, once we have it, this machine will surpass all Gundams. Not the Freedom Bell. So we cut to a party, a very swanky party. A James Bond party. It's a spy party party. And they're like, hey, it's Wang Lube. Hey, look, she, like, that character rich? has character design. And she walks in and sees Femtiaria, who is just rocking this party dress, giving her a wink. And she's like, mm, this seems like a Sumeragi plan. <laughs> Crossdress.exe has been in the plan list for a long time. <laughs> but her brutler is like, look over there. It's Homer Katagiri. He's also got a name. And look, there's Billy Katagiri. He's a dick. And people are like, hey, Billy, you're a genius. And he's like, yeah, I guess. And Tiari is like, that's the leader of the A-Laws. But he's not our real enemy. He's not calling the shots. Where is my real enemy? Who do I have to shoot? Cut to Ribbons brooding alone being like, man, Regen has given me a hard time. I would have preferred to let him roam freely for a while longer. But then Louise comes in in like a stripper-gram maid outfit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is almost this? exactly how I was going to describe it. So. <laughs> It's like this super awkward course. I oh man, especially yep. in comparison to all the other dresses that we've already seen. Yep. Louise walks in and she's like, "What the fuck is future fashion?" <laughs> also, why did you bring me to this party? I have to wear these super long sleeves because of my arm, and it does not go with this dress at all. Do you think this is just like an old dress she had, and that's why she's using it? It was actually a cosplay thing she did with uh, Saji. I cannot see young Louise wearing this. <laughs> she had so much better fashion sense. And Ribbons is like, you're our most generous donor. You had to be here tonight. Everyone here is working to implement peace in the world. And we need their cooperation. So I need you to go, like, kiss their hands or something. Technically true, since both Setsuna and Tieria are also working to the same goal, but on the opposite side. Angry Louise is angry. <laughs> and so like, I guess not angry, grumpy Louise. When I say hi, everyone, can I go back to work? And Ribbon's like, yes, that will fulfill the quest objective. Talk to me and I will give you five rat pelts. Also, as a quest reward, you will receive one Soma pierces a head. And she's like, well, thanks for that. And so she walks out with an Andre who's here now. And he's like, hey, do you know these people? Also, what's with this dress? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And she like catches him looking at her in the, in the window. And is, she's just like, what? So Tiara is mingling. I, I would say Tiara is flirting successfully. 
I feel like he's being flirted with. I do love the conscious of his internal monologue, a filthy scum sucking up to the Federation just to get laid. With this, like, bright smile on his face. It's weird to me that Thierry is nearly this good of an actor. This is the real character growth. <laughs> now, Thierry has always been this good of an actor. He just never had to show it because Celestial Being didn't need to do that. So Ribbon shows up and is like, hey, you look like a main character. Care to dance? I mean, after all, look, you ha- your your costume clearly has design to it. And Tiara is like, your costume also has design. You must be my enemy. <laughs> Cut to uh, Louise and Andre leaving the party as she tears off her gloves. And she's like, this dress is so bad, I cannot get out of it fast enough. I don't even care that I'm stripping in front of you. And Andre's come on, it's our day off. We should be enjoying ourselves and partying. And she is like, man, I am not a party person. The last time I went to a party, my whole family died. <laughs> that is a good point. Like, yeah. the last time she went to a party, everybody she knew and cared about died except for Saji. So then she has, like, a new type flash cut in. And she looks over at the servant cars where Setson is playing DS. He's on his computer, just chilling out in his, uh, like, valet uniform. Looking genuinely inconspicuous. Yeah, like, you wouldn't look twice at that dude. We then cut in to the exposition dance. My favorite. Where Ribbons is dancing with Tiaria. And everyone is watching because they are main characters. And Ribbons like, man, I will give this to your tactical forecaster. Did not fucking expect this. And he's like, it's common knowledge all the Gundam Meisters are men. Is it? <laughs> are their identities public knowledge? I don't think their identities are necessarily public knowledge. I think it is known that they were men. But I, I don't mean, think anybody has names attached to them. It might also be common knowledge in the circles Tiaria's, or, uh, sorry, Ribbons is in. Maybe. I don't know. Or Tiaria's like, dude, this is a Gundam series. Of course all the Gundam pilots are guys. Which from Mercury isn't coming out for 20 years. <laughs> so Luis goes up to Setsun and is like, hey. And Setsun's like, I know you from Japan. Hang on, you look familiar. Didn't you try to feed me beef stew once, or was it chicken soup? I can't remember. And Luis is like, you're Setsuna FSA. And Setsuna's like, holy crap, you remember me? And she's like, yeah, that's the least con- inconspicuous name I've ever heard. How could I forget it? <laughs> she looks genuinely happy to have run into him here. Yep. She remembers, oh yeah, that one time Saji made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also the one time Saji brought him in to try and distract her from her mom going home. One of her last happy memories, probably. Even if she was not very happy at the time. I bet, in hindsight, she sees that scene with very rose-colored glasses. Uh, we cut back to the exposition dance, where Tiara's like, why did you send Regina Regetta to see me? And he's like, I didn't. Motherfucker just does what he wants. And so Tiara's like, I heard you were trying to carry out Aelia's plans. And Ribbon's like, you don't believe it? If you wish, I could return them to you right now. Your Florian rights to in. Veda. Your access rights to Veda. And Tiara's like, that's my kink. And is so flabbergasted, he falls on his heels, giving Ribbon's control of the dance. And Tiara's like, could you really do that for me? And Ribbon's like, I can do many things. Like, finish this dance. And we see Regina is watching them. Well, so is everybody else. Yeah, so but, that's okay. not different. Regina is watching them from the shadows. From outside as well. And Ribbon's like, why don't you come back to my room? I just had a stripogram there. <laughs> and Billy's like, I also need to leave the party. Main characters are no longer al- After 8 o'clock, no main characters on the dance floor. So I gotta leave. And Homer's like, I'm a main character. And he's like, that's cute, Uncle. (laughs) Anyway, I gotta go finish this new mobile suit we're building. So we see Andres watching Setsuna and Louise talking at this fountain. And Louise is like, what brings you here? And Setsuna's like, business. Do you not see the valet uniform? And Louise is like, what kind of business? And he's like, 
orbital elevators. That's always the cover when you're doing business in this world. Well, because it's impossible to disprove. And so Luis is like, all right, how's he doing? And Seth says, like, who the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you know, I know a lot of he's your ex neighbor. And he's like, you mean Saji Crossroad? And she's like, yeah, that guy. I love, I love his line here. I ran into him by coincidence at work, which actually seems plausible. Technically he's true. Also, technically true. Setsuna has also learned how to bullshit, like well, Patrick Collins. He's said. not even bullshitting. It's technically true. He ran into Saji while, uh, by coincidence at work. It didn't really have anything to do with orbital elevators at the time. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's working at the colonies. He definitely wasn't kidnapped. Well, he was working in the colonies when Setsuna ran into him. Cut back to Ribbon's fireside chat. And is like, so you did seriously take control of Veda? And Ribbon's like, you should remember that time I was like, lol, no trial system for you. (laughs) Anyway, let's have a real classy shot of you and my wine glass as I fill it up. Tiara's like, you also must have given those assholes those fake GN drives. But why? And he's like, because the plan called for the destruction of Celestial Being. According to the plan, you guys were supposed to die four years ago. That doesn't really track to me because the... Mainly because of that scene we saw before of the pseudo-GN drives and the fact that the thrones weren't in Veda originally. Yeah, well, Ribbon's bullshit uh, thing is, oh, you guys didn't know about this part. Obviously, we weren't going to tell you you were going to die. But I also think that Regena is being mostly honest and Ribbons is being mostly dishonest. Cut to Luis being like, ah, so Saji did get to space. I'm glad about that, at least. I also still wear this ring. Did she steal it? No, I think th- they had two, remember? There were yeah, two. and she said, I can't wear them. And Saji ran out and had a panic attack. But, yes, but he didn't leave then immediately. He stuck around with her That's after right. that. So I assume that. So they I assume he one. kept one and she and left one with her. Setsuna sees Louise's arm and she's like, your arm. And she's like, I had a little accident. And, so- and Setsuna's like, oh, no, realization of what why Saji is so mad. Oh, shit. It was her that got hurt. Setsuna's like, I'm sorry I was being a dick and asked about your obvious injury. And Louise is like, don't worry. I like talking to you. I haven't liked talking to a person since, well, this one girl I met for like five minutes. But then there was this <laughs> creep staring at mm. <laughs> Anyway, Billy's leaving. And cut to Tiaria being like, that's not true. That's impossible. Dead Uncle Lockon told me that Aeolia Shahenberg believed in us. And he gave us the Gundams and the Trans Am. Cut back to Setsuna and Louise, where Setsuna's like, yeah, hey. When I met Saji, I felt like, you know, he probably needed a girlfriend who was cute and blonde and you. He's still thinking of you. Which apparently triggers something with Louise and she just has this massive breakdown. She's had these fits before, so I think it's coincidence. Because she goes for her clone pills. But her screaming causes Billy to look over at them. And Andre to pop out of the car. Cut to Tiara being like, Ribbons, I think you're actually the villain of this. So I'm going to continue down the path I believe in like a shonen protagonist. Call me foolish, but I'll bust my guts over it. And Ribbons is like, what the fuck are you talking As about? As Setsuna is trying to help Louise and Billy's like, hey, what what happened? I was going to say, <laughs> cutting back to Tiara, it's like, I don't know. It's something Lockon said once. It didn't make sense then either. I like this shot here of like, Billy getting to Setsuna and then realizing, oh shit, it's you. And he just yells, celestial being. And, and Setsuna's like, oh shit, it's you. Oh, I truly did not expect this to come back to bite me. Cut back to Ribbons being like, you watch too much shonen anime. I can no longer use you. You've got allowed that man to get too deep into your heart. Lock on Stratos. And Tiara is like, how did you know that it was Lock on Stratos influencing me specifically? Did Veda tell you that? And he's like, that idiot placed vengeance above the plan. 
He's such a foolish human. And then Terry goes for a gun he's had on him. On the garter. But unfortunately, a new innovator appears and shoots it out of his hand. How do you write this name on the dumb name stale? Hiling Hi- Care? Hilling. Hilling Care. Okay. So Hilling is a... Uh, I've been told not to use bastardization when describing old languages. Um, what would you call this? A, a take on, I don't know, of the German word for healing. So his n- name is literally healing care. So better than revive revival. Slightly. <laughs> anyway, it's a green haired innovator. So Thierry goes and jumps out of a window. And luckily, because Billy is making a giant scene yelling, celestial being, that's a celestial being right there. Nobody notices. And Cesar is like, well, shit. Thierry, we've been made. We gotta go. And Tyrion's like, I'm falling! Andre gets out to watch Luis take some clone pills and is like, warrant officer, so you're a... Blank. You're yeah. a person who had a traumatic arm injury, <laughs> I guess? I don't know. Cut to Regina, who is just standing on a cliff watching it all, being like, Aelia Shehenberg worked his plan up to the third stage, but he was obsessed with the first one, the elimination of conflict. Will it be Ribbon's Allmark or Celestial Being that takes control of the plan? And we cut to Chun-Li being like, I don't care. I just want the world to change. Because she was the most important character and the one we should end this episode on. I like how she was in it for like literally a second and a half. Oh, she also sent them the email. Okay, that's fair. So that's the end of the episode. Except for that. But wait. Yeah, there's more. We cut to Tiaria and Tetsuna, who got to their Gundams and left, because apparently they drove here in their Gundams. And Tetsuna's like, sorry, I screwed up. And Tiara's like, you know, I'm the one who literally jumped out of a window, arms first. I think we can share blame on this one. But anyway, I found my reason to fight, Setsuna. I found the twistedness in this world. And Setsuna's like, that's what I say all the time. (laughs) And he's like, you're right, Setsuna. We have to use our Gundams to cut the twistedness out. And then an Aliyal Sanchez appears and be like, easier said than done. I can hear your every thought. That's how I did it before. And Setson is like, it's that Gundam that probably has a Sachez in it. And Tiara's like, it's an improved throne. Could it be that asshole that killed Lock-On? And Aliyal Sachez is like, next episode, it's going to be a Gundam fight. Get hyped. But it doesn't. It's actually, he's talking to two other people. We never <laughs> see them all three in frame at the same time. And that's the episode. I think it's good. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there's, I, I don't think I liked it quite as much as you did. The, but. the tension is a different kind of of uh, tension here. I do think it might spend a little bit too much time on the whole exposition dump, but I don't know, it's got some Bond spy shit, and I'm into that. Yeah, that I, is true. I really like the dance scene. I love the music in it. I love it as a vehicle for exposition, even if that's what it is. I really like the scene between Setsuna and Louise, and I like the way it cuts between Ribbons and Tiaria and Setsuna and Louise. I like that we're kind of setting Ribbons up as an antagonist for Tiaria, since as we pointed out, he sort of doesn't have one. And in a way, Ribbons is at least being presented early on here as Tiaria through a mirror darkly, which I always like that as an easy easy villain mold. As opposed to uh, other Tiaria through a mirror darkly. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's Tiaria through a mirror medium. (laughs) So I think it's a pretty decent episode. Any other thoughts on it? It was kind of all over the place, which I do kind of enjoy, because none of the all over the place was particularly not good. It had a couple of good comedy moments. And weirdly, we get more of the Mari celestial being conflict in this episode than we did last episode, right? With her adjusting and people being like, can we trust her? I don't know. And Milana's like, I don't know. She's fucking my big brother. She seems fine. 
<laughs> Do you have a high point, Tyler? Felt acknowledging that she is fucking her big brother. Um, <laughs> and specifically, I actually just really like that quick chat between Alleluia and Felt. And like, Felt being like, yeah, we are Nakama. Yeah. Zach? I think I have to take the scene between Setsuna and Louise. Because even though that is a really not great dress for this whole thing, like, I do really like that scene. Everything's great about that scene except for Louise's dress. And even Louise is like, please get me out of this dress. Can I, do you have any clothes I can borrow Setsuna? Can I just borrow your jacket? I'm going to go with the dance scene between Ribbons and Tiaria. I really like, like, faux flirting if, like, I can give you your access rights to Veda back right now. Yeah. My runner-up scene was actually the scene when they're in their room, uh, just because of the complex character dynamics of all the random innovators that show up. All, you know, three of them. Killing care. So, uh, th- there is a band that does, like, traditional Scandinavian throat singing called Heilung, which is the only reason I know that. Do you have a low point, Tyler? Not especially. I guess it's going to be the awkward scene where Ribbons is like, let me exposition on how you're giving a bunch of money to our organization, Luis. I, I don't know. That's confirmation of very subtle storytelling they've done before, yeah, which like, we pointed not- out. It's not terrible. It's like, there are not a lot of low points in this episode for me, which is the problem. That's kind of a clumsy way to do it, but not, not terrible. Zach, I think it might be just Wong Lu Mei in this episode. I don't know what the (laughs) hell is going on with Chun Li. Like, she seems to be all over the place without a consistent motive. Like, what the hell is she doing here? Her My- motive is she's bored and she's rich, Zach. <laughs> yep, mine was specifically going to be the episode ending on her, because there's so much going on in this episode between Felt and Marie and Luis and Setsuna and Tearia and Ribbons and Regina, of course, and to end it on her? You've taken that, so I have to come up with something else. I really like the tension of Billy knows who Setsuna is, but I found it really convenient that he's just like, time to leave the party, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, that boy! Especially because, like, that scene already seems over. Like, Setsuna could just have to run to back up Tiaria, who has just jumped out of window, and that also ends that scene. Uh, I, although I agree with Tyler. I don't think there are many low points to this episode. No, when I was trying to think up one, like, the obvious one that jumped out we'd already harped on, which was Louise's really, like, out-of-place dress. And it's like, it's hard to call that a low point because all the scenes are actually pretty solid. It's just, that is, why? Why that dress? It's so bad. And I think... We the, made fun of Ch- Chun-Li's dresses before. None of them were as bad as this the one. The only other one that I could think of was the post credit scene, but I've <laughs> been going to those a little bit too much. You have an MVT, Tyler. I think it's actually going to be Regina for sowing the seeds of discord. They've certainly added interest to the plot, right? Yep. Zach? Hmm. I feel like there are a lot of candidates. There are a lot of candidates. I think also because this episode is kind of all over the place, no one person stands out. There's a part of me that really wants to give it to our boy, Colossar, but I don't think I can in good conscience. I forgot that scene was in this episode also. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Louise for that conversation and everything that she does in this episode it feels like it's a good uh good demonstration of where her character is at the moment and kind of even though with the few scenes that we've seen so far she's kind of been trying to portray is that she's moved on from saji it really goes in and like no she hasn't yeah she's wearing his ring on the appropriate finger yeah i think louise is a great one i think regina is a great one i'm now torn between do i give it to tiaria or do i give it to ribbons for like that dancing and like playing along and i really do like that lean in i think i I am gonna give it to ribbons yeah i was gonna say between the two i feel like uh tiaria was taking a much more passive role there so tiaria does get some shonen ass yes also moments of my bro is dead (laughs) i'm me 
but I think I'll give it to Ribbons. I, mean, I, I was so torn because like the first half of it, it would definitely have been like Felta Marie. And then the second half, you have the whole bunch of them that pop up from there, too. That's why I was having such a hard time. And that's why I think it's such a well-written episode. I think the tension is high. I think the moments are good. Mr. Bushido's not here. Wong Lume maybe mars its perfect score a little bit. but And I guess there are an awful lot of characters that you could easily argue should be the MVP here, which you don't usually see a lot of. I would actually say... If the entire show was this sort of political intrigue and like social interaction stuff, I would watch the hell out of that show. So to some, I think both of us would. Yeah. So to some extent, I think that speaks highly of just the overall quality of this episode. And we're not even mentioning the Tiaria cross-dressing bit, right? Which is both genuinely funny and I think actually a bit of a window into his character. Yeah. That he has absolutely no problem with it. Yeah. Like, to the extent that it isn't even mentioned, right? Yeah, like, Ribbons it, it makes is a, a comment on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good episode. Anything else we want to say about it? I'm curious. This sets a lot of things in motion. Oh, I'm you know what the real low point of this episode is? Its name. Oh, <laughs> it is a really weird name. I get it, but they only bring it up in the, like, post credit scene. Yeah, I was going to say I did look up the twistedness of Innocence as just a Google search term. The first several results were this episode. But apparently, there is a book titled Twisted Innocence, which is close enough that Google's like, I'll give you that. Do you think it might be trying to refer to uh, Louise? Maybe. I wonder if this is just a wonky translation from Japanese. It's mostly, I think, the of innocence, I think, is kind of like, I think that is redundant because I think it's implied by the default. Because Setsuna's whole thing is talking about the twistedness of the world. And I think twistedness of innocence is just like deviation from innocence. And I think it's more getting at, like, Tyria trying to, f or figuring out what the hell he wants to fight for. I mean, and you could even argue that Tiaria has been twisted from his innocent yeah. form of, like, going for the plan, right? But he has been corrupted by humanity and now is a good shonen boy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, I think it's a dumb name. Regardless. All right. It's a Gundam will return in the indelible past. <laughs> 